Okay, here we go this week. Come on, everybody likes a little bit of conspiracy theories, don't you? How about some conspiracy theories about a place that you may have visited if you ever flew on a commercial airliner? Strange but true or conspiracy, it really depends on how you look at it. But today's show is centered around the Denver International Airport. And as we go here, I'm going to add my own unique Renegade Aviator spin to what you may have heard in the past. The Denver International Airport opened 28 February 1995, years overdue, billions over budget. The total project ended up costing about $4.8 billion. So, you know, look, bloated budgets and long delays fueled many of these conspiracy theories even before the airport opened. And many would say, that since the best and the brightest don't work for the government anyway, that delays and bloated budgets are just SOP, Standard Operating Procedure and Pilot Logo. But are you ready to hear some conspiracy stories or conspiracy theories that are associated with the Denver International Airport? Better yet, I'm going to ask you for some help. Do you have any first-hand experience with the Denver International Airport? Leave me a message on my fan line, 888-366-5256. I want to hear about your spooky, strange, or darker experiences with anything aviation. Renegade, AV, the number 8R.com. The real conspiracy, though, is at the end of this story. It just might surprise you, but if you're like me, it won't surprise you a bit. Wait until the end when I wrap all this up. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ready to depart. Please fasten your seatbelts and listen up. So why so long and why so over budget? That's not much of a conspiracy, right? That's fact. If you're like me, you'll say because it was a government project. So of course, it'll go way over budget and it'll take way longer than expected. Do you think the best and the brightest are managing our governments? <laughs> think again. That's a conspiracy all in of itself. But some say, some say that there's more here than meets the eye. They talk about underground bunkers, emergency bunkers for the world's elite or command bunkers for the new world order, or one theory, a FEMA concentration camp. One worker reported the delay was caused by building up to five stories underground and structures with a complex network of tunnels. And over a quarter of a century after opening the Denver International Airport, it's still the largest airport in the USA, covering 53 square miles. Imagine what you could hide in 53 square miles, all fenced off from the little people like you and me. <laughs> but wait, there's a killer statue. The killer statue, Blucifer. <laughs> The whole story would not be complete without an airport CEO, Kim Day, that embraced conspiracy theories about the airport, and more on Ms. Day later. 
But let's get started here. Let's start off with the really stupid ones first, the Nazis and the Freemasons. How about that? How do they go together? After all, conspiracy theories cannot be complete without Nazi symbols and Freemasons. It just wouldn't make any sense. So some say that as proof positive that there's Nazi influence here is the shape of the runways. To the snowflakes or the conspiracy maniacs, the runways look like they're arranged in the shape of a Nazi symbol. And Captain Dave here to throw some light on the subject. The old airport, by the way, the Denver-Stapleton Airport, was closer to the Rocky Mountains, and the runway directions sometimes made approaches difficult and bumpy in bad weather. I mean, Denver's always bumpy. Big mountains and winds don't mix. But the Denver Airport was designed so that the runways were more efficient and to allow for crosswind operations without long delays due to airport configurations, the distance that the runways are together, and the winds. So... That's why you have a set of runways running in one direction and a set of runways running in the other direction with a whole lot of space in between all the runways. Remember, the airport's 53 square miles. Check my math. That's bigger than New York City. Anyway, so I don't know. It looks like a Nazi symbol. Fantastic. Some people have a very vivid imagination. Anyway, but for 20 years or so, there are some that just can't be swayed in their opinion, and they think that the runways symbolize white supremacism and uh, the Nazis, even though they really don't. The Freemasons, do you know what? There just might be something that is Freemason conspiracy theory. There just might, because there really is a link here to the Freemasons. Absolutely true. There's an airport time capsule. It was designed, or it is designed, to be opened in 2094, 100 years after the airport was dedicated. It was dedicated on March 19th, 1994. And with the magic of modern science and my ability to ward off COVID, I think I'll only be 132 years old then. So expect the renegade aviator to be lurking somewhere in the crowd when they open up this time capsule. For now, (laughs) you can go see this conspiratorial element for yourself. When you're at the DIA airport, just go to the Jeppesen terminal, go to the doors that lead out towards the hotel, and you'll see what I'm talking about. The capstone in this location contains Freemason symbols and mentions, listen to this, the New World Airport Commission. (laughs) What the hell is the New World Airport Commission? That sounds conspiratorial, doesn't it? That sounds like there's some deep, dark, evil stuff in the background. Does the New World Airport Commission even exist? It does not. But it did exist in 1994. The official story is that it was a commission. This is horrible, ladies and gentlemen. A commission celebrating the opening of the airport. Some even say that the inscription is simply missing a comma, the new comma, World Airport Commission. You know, Denver is a world destination. I don't know. What do you think? Sounds pretty far-fetched to me. But what about the Masonic symbols? Why are they on the capstone? Well, (laughs) because the Masons made the capstone. (gasps) Oh, no. But get this. Get this. 
a braille tablet that rises up from the stone and features one of the two Masonic symbols. My favorite conspiracy I've heard of is this. If you touch it the right way, it's kind of a keypad that's connected with aliens or the release of toxic gas. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's astounding. It's astounding stuff here. Scott M. Altry, Grand Secretary of the M.W. Grand Lodge of Colorado, did respond, and he said that the Freemasons had nothing to do with building the Denver International Airport. Can you believe a Freemason? Oh, this is horrible. He writes, the only involvement was the ceremony that was performed for the dedication capstone that was done on March 19, 1994. It is amazing. Well, anyway, there was a chairman of the New World Airport Commission. His name was Charles Ansbacher. Uh-oh. That sounds like a Nazi name. Nazi. Oh, my God. This is horrible. <laughs> In 2007, three years before his death, Ansbacher attempted to explain the commission's moniker in an interview with the local alt-weekly Westworld. He couldn't remember exactly why it was named something like that. For many, it conjures up images of an authoritarian elitist takeover. But he suspected that it was a dual reference, both the DIA being the newest airport in the world and uh, Dwarvok Symphony No. 9, popularly known as the New World Symphony. Well, his response is conspiratorial to me. That's a stupid response. He was a conductor, by the way, so maybe it does make sense. But anyway, he says that, quote by Ansbacher, the idea that there is anything secretive about this, said Ansbacher, who was a conductor, is totally preposterous. There you go. Anyway, did you hear about the baggage gargoyles? That's right, baggage gargoyles. Picture, if you will, two gargoyles, each sitting in an open suitcase. They're crouched, hands under their chin, with their tongues stuck out. People, if that's not conspiracy, I don't know what is. Passengers are being mocked by demons. <laughs> the artist who made these is named Terry Allen. And his name doesn't sound too demonic to me. I would have thought it would have been Damien Payne or something to that effect. But uh, in an interview with the Thrillist or Thrillist, went something like this. When I asked him if he intended anything evil, he swiftly denies it. It's actually the opposite, he says. They're protectors. Gargoyles are good demons. They face out from the church to keep the bad demons out. If I was being malicious... I could have been a lot more malicious than I was. That sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Anyway, evidently, gargoyles are good demons. I never knew that. Now you know that. But you probably didn't know that these gargoyles or gargoyles in the Denver airport have been known to talk. At least they did talk. Go to YouTube and search for chatty gargoyle at Denver International Airport. Or just go to my website or the show notes below and uh, find a link. But in 2018, the gargoyles talked. The video comments of the gargoyles talking in the video that's on YouTube is really interesting. See what you think. And speaking of things demonic, how about a statue so evil, so demonic that its eyes glow and it's murdered its very creator? True story. 
Blucifer lives. He stands 32 feet tall. His eyes glow red and his body is blue. He stares down anyone who dares enter the Denver International Airport. And he's a murderer. He killed his creator. The little pony. The 32-foot pony named Blucifer. <laughs> and all this crazy artwork. Here's another conspiracy theory. May be the work of the Catholic Church. Anyway, here we go. This stuff is crazy, but let's have some fun with this here today. As you can tell, I'm not being too serious with all these conspiracy theories. But the nun who may have inspired Louis Jimenez' creation is Lydia Pena, a sister of Loretto. So uh, it's a uh, group of nuns, group of young ladies that were black and white, I guess, whose long career teaching art history eventually led her to gigs like serving on the Architectural Design Committee for the airport. And she says it was one of the most exciting chapters of her life. She's currently a fundraiser for a different school that focuses on kids with learning disabilities. So she's probably a very nice person, said that uh, he had a great personality, the sculptor of the blue Mustang. But let's get some to the juicier stuff. How did he get killed? I don't know. Something happened. It was after they were setting up this big 32-foot-tall horse in front of the airport. I think a part fell off Blucifer and, like, cut the guy's leg and he bled to death. That's the story. So, evidently, the horse is a murderer. Has not stood trial, though. He's still allowed uh, in the work release program as long as he stands guard at Denver International Airport. By the way, uh, some say, no, his eyes are not red. His eyes are orange, another conspiracy. But when you drive into the Denver International Airport, make sure you wave to Blucifer. If you don't, he may get mad at you. He's demonic. Him, you know, if he doesn't get you, the gargoyles will when you get inside. Anyway... I think some of this stuff may actually have some truth to it. So now you're going to think I'm a nut, but let's just try this. Underground bunkers, baby, and tunnels. I mean, what's more fun than that? That's the coolest part of this whole thing. I mean, demons and Freemasons and all that stuff, that's cool. But uh, it, nothing is more cool than underground bunkers and tunnels. So look at a map. There's NORAD and Cheyenne Mountain are not too far away. So you remember the old movie War Games? Remember that movie? Go back and look at movie War Games. Well, you'll see a picture. You'll see uh, a lot of shots of Cheyenne Mountain. And that's where the military goes to ride out the end of the world. It's this underground bunker, big heavy doors. All the muckety-mucks, all the leaders have these places where they can go. And it's pretty easy to believe, at least in my mind, that the nation's largest airport with three-mile-long runways and multiple levels below ground with tunnels might, just might, have other uses besides moving your bags underground from the airport to the gargoyle-guarded baggage claim. And all this is not as crazy as it might seem. As a matter of fact, it makes sense. But what do I know? Maybe some of you can help me here, and this is where I'm kind of calling out to everybody. Of course, if you got cool stories where the gargoyle followed you out to your car and Blue, you rode Blucifer on a beach somewhere, I want to hear those stories too. But what I really want to hear from you people 
Those of you that know something about the Denver International Airport, this is where you can help. So listen up. It's called Continuity of Government, COG. And look, America, we are the most prosperous and powerful nation in the world. So why would we not have a robust and secret continuity of government program, right? That makes sense to me. Does our government do things in secret? They always have, and they always will. I could do a whole bunch of shows on stuff the government does without telling anybody. Some of the stuff I know might actually get me killed for telling you. Well, not killed, but maybe just lost, or eliminated, or taken away. <laughs> that was a different Dave. I was a renegade aviator of old days. Anyway, let's continue. It just makes sense to me. And there's enough evidence to support at least some of this conspiracy theory. Today, I think we call conspiracy theory, what, fake news? It all depends on what side of the argument you're on, I guess. But here's where you can help. You might be able to verify some of this stuff that I'm going to talk about. And you might even know one small element of what I'm talking about that you can confirm for me or deny for me. And all you got to do is call me, 888-366-5256. You can be anonymous or you can leave your information and I might just give you a personal phone call back. Or you can go to renegadeav8r.com or worldrecordjet.com and uh, just leave me a message there if you prefer. But let's talk about Aerotropolis. All right, a couple of rumors here. Rumor number one, that the first level, level one, is inset and protected against vibration. So the staff, I'm told, is told this because of the underground trains, and that's a normal part of airport operations. So what do you know about that? Is level one insulated from vibration, and what have you been told, or what do you know? Makes sense to me, right? You got trains running underneath of the airport, moving people, moving bags. When you put all these together, it starts getting uh, interesting. One taken by itself doesn't mean anything, so bear with me. Rumor number two, that the airport's gate and door numbers correspond to emergency action and response plans that indicate specific details to people in the know, in quotes. And even the levels of the airport are said to be specifically designed and uh, the elevations changed in some way to make it confusing for someone, you and me, the average people, to understand what level they're on. And why this is even related to DIA's role in continuity of government, I don't know. Some say it's a security measure. You got me. Maybe you know why. Send me pictures of some of the door signs. If you see something strange, snap a photo and send it to me. What is it that you know about the airport gates and door numbers? So far, I'm not convinced. But here we go. Rumor number three, due to alleged lawsuits, and this is probably pretty easy to figure out, or potentially staged events in the United Airlines section, which lies within one of the basement levels at DIA, is said to have an infectious mold or fungal outbreak. What the heck is a fungal outbreak <laughs> that prompted officials to quarantine off areas of the underground, making them inaccessible to the airport personnel? The quarantine section of the underground was confirmed by the source to be located in Concourse B's 
east side lower levels. So if you know somebody or you work in concourse B on the east side, what do you know about quarantine areas underground at DIA? I find it strange. There was documents requested through a a FOIA, which is Freedom of Information Act, in 2004 revealed that United Airlines is involved in a DOD or transportation program likely connected to the continuity of government. But you know what? A lot of airlines, I will say this, they do contract with the government to fly military, do other things. But supposedly, and because United Airlines comes up a couple times in all this, supposedly this contract would allow United Airlines to fly VIPs, sitting senators, congressmen, and top-level officials to and from the main continuity government hub located on the DIA grounds. So I don't know, but uh, if you want to try to do your own research, investigative report workshop in 2004 and United Airlines is that. So according to these guys, the Department of Defense audits commercial air carriers at contracts who fly DIA employees. Basically, in the Freedom of Information Act request that this investigative report workshop received, they received 94 mostly blank pages. Well, that's a great way to uh, inspire conspiracy. Give somebody blank pages when they request more information. Lovely. Rumor number four, where do you put all the dirt when you're excavating a huge hole dug in the ground underneath of a public airport? Why not a landfill, right? The landfill located off Tower Road, two miles west of the Jeppesen Terminal, was added onto in the early 2000s despite the airport's appeal to the district court against the landfill. Basically, the FAA claimed that it was a safety hazard, that a landfill was a safety hazard, that this massive pile of dirt that was added to an existing landfill made this thing too high, in excess of now 300 feet in altitude. And although although the FAA claimed that it was a line of sight issue, it was determined that this landfill can stay. So many people think, without going crazy on a pile of dirt, that it's not a real landfill, that it looks like a landfill, it functions like a landfill, but it's very clean. It's too clean to be a landfill, and therefore it must have something to do with the underground tunnels of DIA. Figure that one out. Rumor number five, here we go. And this makes sense to me, right? Of course, if you have a massive airport that can bring in government and corporate jets without raising suspicion, right? You got a public airport. If you're going to do something nefarious, do it in plain sight where nobody pays attention. There is a militarized intermediary entrance located in the United Airlines section of the underground. Here we are back with United Airlines again. The actual door number was disclosed at some point, and the corresponding door number is Bravo Echo 64 Bravo. Look at that. I used the phonetic alphabet BE64B which has been unknown to the general public until now. And the article I got this from was like from 2014. So what do you want to bet that the number's been changed? Or even smarter yet, if I was going to do it, I would take a normal door and then I would name it BE64B to further confuse people who would seek the truth. So let's go find it. Somebody go find it. Somebody who works down there, go find that fancy door. 
there's also a swift door that allows access to this intermediary entrance if you have the proper, in the article list here, a speed pass clearance on the DOD level. Now, this door was also secret to the general public until now. The government's not doing a very good job here of keeping secret door numbers secret, but the claim is that the door number is T-47M, located on the level four exterior. So anybody near level four of the exterior near United Airlines, tell me what you find when you walk through that door. If we don't hear from you again, we'll know what happened with the aliens, I'm sure. But anyway, as a former Marine who had a high-level security clearance, I could be an idiot, but I don't know what a swift door is other than what it sounds like. And I never had a speed pass unless you count the fact that I fly fast jets. But the information's out there. Confirm or deny. Give it a try. Another thing that came up, what about doors that can lock down parts of the airport during an emergency? That makes sense, I guess, unless you're stuck on the wrong side of the door. But especially now in this post-COVID world where we see how willing mere elected employees are to locking down Americans. So why not have the power in the face of a quote-unquote emergency, real or imagined, to lock people in a airport, lock them down for their safety, of course. You see my attitude here from my Marine days? I'm going to tell you one thing. You will find this about me. Paranoia is total situational awareness. We learned that in the Marine Corps. Anyway, rumor number six. You're going to love this one. Fake dirt. How about that? Fake dirt. You heard it here first. Fake dirt in rail tunnels. Is it dirty? Yes. Then it's real dirt. Is it clean? No. Then it's real dirt. I'm confused. But supposedly, uh, there's fake dirt in the railroad tunnels underneath of DIA and that As soon as you walk on the fake dirt, you'll realize that it's fake dirt. So what is it covering? Fake ground? Fake underground? (laughs) I don't, I have no idea. I just read this stuff. So rumor number seven, and here's an easy one for anyone who works at DIA, and we see this all the time, VIP entrances. Well, that could be for uh, one of the Cardassians, right? What if a Cardassian shows up at Denver International Airport? Well, my gosh, you can't have that person walk through a regular entrance. They need a VIP entrance. So certainly, if you have continuity of government and there's some secret underground base there, you got to have a VIP entrance. And by the way, as somebody who's flown for the airlines, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of access into an airport. Even as pilots, we would bypass uh, security routinely by being let through either at the front where the ticket counters are and there's a back way through to get out to the aircraft. So there's all kinds of access points. I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory in and of itself, but it says here that all VIP activity typically originates under the northwest section of Concourse C. So it all makes sense, right? Special military access points, that makes sense, seems conceivable. VIP access, that seems conceivable. But here's something interesting. A nearly three-mile-long tunnel heads out from the intermediary entrance, that Bravo Echo 64 Bravo door, to a full-blown Department of Defense, DOD, militarized entrance that's nestled in a set of five buildings, 120 feet beneath the surface, located northeast of the Jeppesen Terminal. Now, I don't know. 
I see some glimmer of this stuff making sense. You got a huge airport in the middle of the country where there's access to some pretty important military bases. You're going to have a contingency plan. Why not, right? You've already built underground structures for the normal airport. Why not have some military access points and maybe a place to keep people safe, to keep the government going in the event of an emergency at a place where you can operate almost in plain sight and lock it down? In America today, does that make sense to you? It sure does to me. So I don't know how much of all this is conspiracy. Because I would expect contingency plans. I would expect that they would need to keep these plans secret. I would also expect you and I to have our own contingency plans for when things go wrong. I do. Do you? Maybe that's the wake-up call. And I didn't even get into the aliens. I mean, there's conspiracy theories about aliens underground. Reptilian aliens. There's a a whole thing that's a FEMA concentration camp. There's a whole thing on child labor. Oh, my God, I don't want to get into some QAnon thing, but that children have been abducted and work under the ground and then eaten by aliens. Imagine that. But I'm going to give you one last conspiracy theory before I have to sign off. And this one, you can find out all about yourself. And here it is. There's a YouTube video on this, so go to the History Channel, Alien Urinal at the Denver International Airport. Let me say that again in case you missed it, because this is by far the only conspiracy theory that I must know more about, the Alien Urinal at the Denver International Airport. What a shitty end to my show. (laughs) You can check out the video for yourself. It really doesn't show any alien urinal, but evidently aliens use urinals so huge that it scares mere human men. It was probably the pilot lavatory. That's my explanation. We're scary guys to average men, but evidently there's huge alien urinals at the Denver International Airport. I had no idea about that. That is really, really interesting. That, my God, if you find a picture of alien urinals, please send it to me. Go to renegadeav8r.com and you can always call me at 888-366-5256. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we start off with a show that you thought was going to talk about killer ponies and gargoyles and aliens, and it did. It ended up with, a well, we talked about the government, right? Continuity of government, how the evil empire of the U.S. government is going to whisk away people better than you and I to an underground lair, and the military is going to come in, they're going to shut down. So when the end of the world comes, certain people will be safe, except for you and me, but you and I will have our own contingency plans. Mine's going to be on the beach in Cabo, But I ended the show in a shitty fashion. Actually, not a shitty fashion. It's in a large alien urinal at the Denver International Airport. I still think it was the pilot's bathroom, but um, you can be the judge of that. Stay in touch with me, David Costa, the renegade aviator. This aviator case files is brand new for us. I want to hear your stories. I know there's airports out there that have ghost stories attached to them. I know that there's some strange but true stuff in aviation. I also know that there's some true crime. And yes, 
at times, conspiracies. So whether it's ghosts or UFOs or alien urinals at the Denver International Airport, call me, 888-366-5256, Aviator Case Files. And if you want to hear a different side of the Renegade Aviator, listen to the Renegade Aviator show. Just search it anywhere you get podcasts. You'll find it for now. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. See ya.